Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. We've got about five big headlines for today's Pelicanus News. I have categorized them into regulation, technology, and rewilding. And these stories are reminders to me that conservation success comes in all forms. All right, this first one is uh, in regulation, and this is a really huge story, um, one that I'm so, so happy about. The U.S. Army finds Pebble Mine Project cannot be permitted as proposed. Um, I got this one directly from the U.S. Army Corps website, but also from WashingtonPost.com to give a little bit of context to it. So, The Pebble Mine Company wants to build the biggest gold and copper mine in North America, specifically Bristol Bay, Alaska. It is clear to everyone, and now to the U.S. Army, that it needs to take extensive action to offset the harm it will cause to the environment. The company has been seeking permission for a 20-year operation that would span more than 13 miles and require the construction of a 270-megawatt power plant, natural gas pipeline, 82-mile double-lane road, elaborate storage facilities, and the dredging of a port in a bay. As currently proposed, the project could have substantial environmental impacts within the unique Bristol Bay watershed and lacks adequate compensatory mitigation. Given these concerns, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers finds under Section 404 of the Clean Water Act that the project would likely result in significant degradation of the environment and would likely result in significant adverse effects on the aquatic system or human environment. After examining the project's environmental impact for two years, the Corps concluded late last month that the operation would have no measurable effect on the area's fish populations, but would inflict permanent damage on the entire region. Tribes in the region hailed the Corps' move. We are thankful the Corps has come to the same conclusion as the rest of the scientific community that Pebble will have such severe impacts that there is no way to mitigate the destruction it will cause said Alana Hurley, executive director of the United Tribes of Bristol Bay. It is impossible for the company to mitigate the devastation this mine will have on our native cultures, our way of life that has been sustained for thousands of years by the pristine lands and waters of the Bristol Bay watershed. Very exciting stuff. And that walks us into the second a headline, this one's under technology. Painting one turbine blade black reduces bird fatalities by 72%. This is coming out of rechargenews.com. Wind turbines kill between 214,000 and 368,000 birds annually in the U.S. alone. 
Scientists in Norway have found that painting one of the three blades on a wind turbine black reduces avian deaths by 72%. If this contrast painting were to be implemented at new onshore and offshore wind farms, it could reduce public opposition, speed up permitting processes, and enable wind farms to be built at sites previously thought to be too problematic. The study by researchers at the Norwegian Institute for Nature Research examined bird death data collected between 2006 and the end of 2016 at a wind farm on the bird-rich island off Norway's west coast. Four turbines at the project had a single blade painted black in August 2013, so avian fatalities were recorded for seven and a half years before the painting and three and a half years afterwards. The data shows that there is an average of 72% reduction in the annual fatality rate after painting at the painted turbines relative to unpainted turbines. While bird strikes by wind power uh, is tragic, and this is a massive reduction, bird death by wind power is compared to the estimated 6.8 million fatalities from collisions with cell and radio towers and 1.4 billion to 3.7 billion deaths from cats around the world. So this is great uh, progress. It's great progress, but it's also really wonderful innovation um, to see that. There's still a lot to be done though. All right, next one, uh, last one in technology. Scientists use fruit peel to turn old batteries into new. This one's coming out of SciTechDaily.com. Scientists in Singapore have developed a novel method of using fruit peel waste to extract and reuse precious metals from spent lithium ion batteries in order to create new batteries. The team demonstrated their concept using orange peels, which recovered precious metals from battery waste efficiently. They then made functional batteries from these recovered metals, creating minimal waste in the process. The scientists say that their waste-to-resource approach tackles both food waste and electronics waste, supporting the development of a circular economy with zero waste, in which resources are kept in use for as long as possible. An estimated 1.3 billion tons of food waste and 50 million tons of e-waste are generated globally each year. On to the last category, we've got two headlines here. Uh, the first one is from nps.gov. Wolverines return to Mount Rainier National Park after more than 100 years. Scientists have discovered the first reproductive female wolverine and her two offspring, called kits, in Mount Rainier National Park in over 100 years. It is really, really exciting, said Mount Rainier National Park Superintendent Chip Jenkins. It tells us something about the condition of the park, that when we have such large-ranging carnivores present on the landscape, that we're doing a good job of managing our wilderness. Wolverines are extremely rare in the United States. In North America, population estimates range from 6.2 wolverines per square miles in high-quality habitat to only 0.3 per 600 square miles in low-quality habitat. There are estimated to be about 300 to 1,000 individual wolverines in the lower 48 U.S. states. This discovery would not have been possible without the hard work and expertise of scientists and volunteers led by Dr. Jocelyn Aikens of the Cascades Carnivore Project. Many species that live at high elevation in the Pacific Northwest, such as wolverine, are of particular conservation concern due to their unique evolutionary histories and their sensitivity to climate change, Aiken said. 
They serve as indicators of future changes that will eventually affect more tolerant species and, as such, make good models for conservation in a changing world. With confirmed sightings in the adjacent area and suitable wilderness habitat in Mount Rainier National Park, scientists believed wolverines may start returning to the park. In 2018, scientists installed camera stations designed to photograph and identify individual wolverines based on their distinct chest blazes. Moving from Mount Rainier down to California, California's only known wolf pack adds eight new pups. According to CNN.com, California officials say there's at least eight new pups added to the state's lone wolf pack, the Lassen Pack. The pups were spotted with the help of field observations and trail cameras. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife set in its latest wolf update. Four of the pups are male and two female, the department said. The other two have not been genetically identified, though. This is great news. Gray wolves were wiped out from the state in the 1920s, and the only other known pack since then, the Shasta Pack, seems to have disappeared, most likely due to killing by people. The Lassen Pack, now at least 14 members strong, truly represents the future for the species in the Golden State. All right, I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to the beginning of your month, and uh, I look forward to sharing more with you in the future.